right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here, uh, alone, sort of, but on the phone are my buddies, Chuck and John. Gentlemen, how's it going? Hey. It's very, very cold, and Chuck's very in and out, it appears. Yeah, we're uh, we're dealing with some uh, some weather in Nashville, Tennessee. We are never equipped for weather. We got like two, three inches of snow on the ground, icy roads. We lack the infrastructure to deal with it. We use our tax money on other things besides salting roads and clearing roads. And uh, the city is in a full blown uh, snowpocalypse shutdown. So. To be clear, two to three inches here might as well be two to three sharknadoes of infinite <laughs> death. Here in the south, yeah. So. yeah. There's the mayor gets on TV and she's drunk and she just tells everybody to stay home. It's crazy. It really is like do not go to work if you don't have mm-hmm. to. Like yeah, they're, they're like talk, <laughs> talking about sprinkling of, of snow like a, a little bit and they shut down 300 schools. Well, also you have this thing where they're like, listen, I know you grew up in Philadelphia, but hey. Our roads will not be treated at all. You cannot drive on them. And so mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, she has to go on the air to beg people who moved here as adults. Like, hey, seriously, please don't drive because you're just going to get stuck. And we, and we have no way to come get you. I had to go. So a uh, little baby has like the, the slightest of colds. And I had to go get some Tylenol from Kroger yesterday. And if you live in the south, like Kroger or a grocery store the day before the snow forecast, it is literally... The Walking oh. Dead style, or Mad 28 Max. Days later, yeah, it is fast, fast zombies jingle all the way. It, it is crazy hybrid mashup nightmare. I was kind of gonna grab some extra things, but there were sixty, without exaggeration, sixty-five people in line for the self checkout. If you had stolen that baby Tylenol, I would not have judged you. I and I'm thought, very anti shoplifting. I honestly thought about it. I was yeah. like, you know what? I might just, just take pay, this, pay it back one day, and yeah. I'll co- I'll come back literally come back in three days and be like, hey. I, th- I forgot to pay for this. Uh, here's eight. Yeah. Here's eight dollars. But uh, here's my my snow snowpocalypse life hack. I just walked up to the pharmacy. I was like, "Hey, can I buy this Tylenol right here?" They're like, "Oh yeah." Ooh. Oh, it was I'll do you yeah. one better. I'll do you one better, Keith. Yeah. You know all those grocery stores have apps now, and you can just order via your app and sit in the car, really? and they'll bring it to you. Oh yeah. I did not shout out. Uh, not a. Not exactly a power listener, but listener nonetheless. Matt Bell taught me about this. He will be at my house. He'll be. He'll decide. I want pigs in a blanket. <laughs> this is a decision he comes to. <laughs> he will order the little. What are those like? Crescent rolls. Yeah. And the and the and the little Smokies. Little Jimmy he'll put Deans. Those two things. Yeah. He'll put those little things on his app. He'll go look at this. He'll hit it. He'll get in his little convertible. Go drive outside the Kroger. They'll come out. Throw it in his car. He drives away. And apparently you, apparently you can't even tip. What? Yeah. That's and, incredible. And, and no one knows about this. And this is not in affluent West Nashville. This is in hipstery, impoverished East Nashville. <laughs> so, so I imagine where you live, Keith, they will bring you all of that and fillet you. For I, <laughs> I have been getting some ads. I've gotten some mailers from Publix saying they will bring me groceries, just bring them to my house. But I, I have yet to dive in. Much like Amazon. Amazon offers to deliver groceries to my house. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I think they're just trying to, I think Kroger's trying to cut off Amazon at the pass before you start getting your, you know, milk and eggs sent via drone. On oh. All I need is coffee and beer. Coffee, beer, and those baby pouches that we have not weaned the older baby off of. Oh, for real? He just Case loves them. on them? Well, they're just, well, I mean, on the one hand, as my wife says, they're the healthiest thing he eats. So I'm like, right. all right, all right, fine. If he, if he wants to suck down, like, mango, apple, spinach, that's really... Is this the reason Chase Buddy Budinger is also still on that titty, though? <laughs> it might be the reason he's so tall. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not complaining. All right. Well, that kind of brings us to our breakfast. <laughs> on this snow day, did you have breakfast? Or what did you have for breakfast? I was at the VA today. Uh, doing some appointment stuff. Everything still work, w- Chuck? Yeah, I'm all, I'm, well, you know, whatever. Is, it, is this some Jacob's Ladder stuff? What's going on here? <laughs> they putting you in those sensory Seems deprivation tanks? <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I took care of business. I'm, I'm going there, I'm, uh, you know, 
I saw a psychologist, whatever, who cares? Right. But, um, <laughs> well, you're still working into that Zoloft, as you've told our listeners. Yeah, yeah, I'm working it out. Um, but yeah, I make it a habit whenever I go to the VA to hit up the canteen and get me uh, I, I get breakfast. Get some K-Rats? Okay, yeah, I got a meal ready to eat. Um, no, I, I go there and they have these like uh, ham- cheeseburgers that taste like elementary school. <laughs> they're the they're the like you know kind of processed um you know mass produced are you t- are you talking about government food it's it it, <laughs> it is basically government food hey man it, you can't it, make it that delicious queso fundido without government cheese <laughs> it it's incredible it tastes like like the fourth grade you know like cheeseburger day at at school tastes like nostalgia and it's not even that good it's yeah, it's not that good. It Did just you, is so familiar. That's that's wild. The what the one elementary school lunch I would love to revisit. I don't know if this was everywhere. We had vegetable soup and cinnamon roll day. What? Yep. That was Man. like a one day a week. It was all right, here's a bowl is, of soup and a cinnamon is, roll. Is this literally the moment we find out Keith was homeschooled? <laughs> no man, I was I was talking about grandmother's house. I was I was public schooled in Williamson County. Apparently, we had really nice schools, but uh, yeah, we had veg- vegetable soup and cinnamon roll. I know they didn't have that at your at your boarding schools, John, but uh, that was Chick Fil A. Uh, oh man, <laughs> we, we literally had Chick Fil A. <laughs> That's incredible, <laughs> John, John. What'd you have for breakfast? One banana. Still on that very uh, very very sad banana. You're still on that resolution. John, uh, well, now, now, thanks, now, like thanks that. to the, uh, now, thanks to the, uh, the, the, uh, this blizzard we're experiencing, I didn't really have a choice. Oh yeah, you did <laughs> my, not. Car, my car's, my car's older, and I didn't want to go scrape it out from under the ice, so I just had what we had. Yeah, I had. God bless Uber Eats. I did actually do a little preparation before the snow. I did not go to Kroger to stock up. I went to Jersey Mike's. I used a coupon. I used a coupon, a coupon, if you will. Coupon, coupon, coupon. I had a uh, buy two giants, get a third free. So I had Yowza. three Jersey Mike giant subs just laying around. Giant thirteens. I uh, knocked out. You know, I just had a half. I, I ate half a one for. I guess it was a bre- first meal of the day. You know, kind of a nooner, eleven a.m. sort of thing. So that was a oh, that was a good way to start the day. I did an experiment. I thought about trying maybe like a number of like a sub I never had before, but I, I didn't. I just went straight uh, three three thirteens. Three thirteen. Wow, that that's bold. But yeah. what I feel sandwiches like I would, did I feel you like get? I would, that's the Italian. Yeah, it's the thirteens. The, the Italian. The original that's the Italian. Italian. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was pretty beat. good. Also, because uh, it takes you know like six minutes to cut each one, and uh, during that entire time, I actually talked with the uh, guy making it all about Giannis Antetokounmpo having 20 rebounds on his uh, M- Monday game. We, we were both duly impressed. All right. Well, those, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we got wrong on any previous episode. This is often the first time we talk about the NBA. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? I think it's time for me to, um, Keith could probably apologize for this also. You and I kind of, we, we kind of got after Milos Teodosic. Yeah. Well, the the Clippers don't lose when he plays. (laughs) That's true. They have a very good record. They just don't. And as bad as he is on defense, he's doing something right because they play really well when he's on the floor. And he's also doing some pretty spectacular stuff on the floor. I don't know if you guys have seen that entry pass that basically erased uh, Ryan Anderson's brain. But please look that up. It's all over Twitter. But so, Milos, and especially in light of what we're going to spend the bulk of the episode talking about, I'm going to go ahead and give you your daps because I'm not going to be talking about you anymore when all the things that went down in that game did indeed go down. I am surprised watching him. I always, he's the kind of guy who I, I have an affinity for. That is like bearded, sleepy, unathletic looking. Uh, but <laughs> it looks like he's playing terribly when he plays. But the results, as you said, uh, I guess the proof Still is in is, the pudding. He's uh, you they win. all all of his three pointers, all of them. When they go in, they like rattle around the rim. That's nice. They don't even want to go in. He's just got that. <laughs> he style. wills it. Yeah, 
They're cigarette stained, like <laughs> disgusting, <laughs> rattling, rolling threes, but they seem to go in. My apology is to the Utah Jazz. They are bad. <laughs> I I believe I hyped them as much as anyone could in the offseason. They won a handful of games in dominant fashion early in the year. Yes, Rudy Gobert has been in and out of the lineup, but I, I drank the Kool-Aid of maybe the analytics darling Ricky Rubio. Like They would just find a way to work. Like the Rubio Gobert two bad game, it would work. They have all these great wings who I really like. It's just gonna work. It does not work. They're very bad. They have uh, the fewest road wins in the league, tied with the Hawks. I don't think there's any way they can make the playoffs. So I'm sorry, I got that very very wrong. Utah Jazz, you make me sad. But they have Donovan me, Mitchell. They do have Donovan yeah, Mitchell. That's the thing that's insane is they should be better because they have this new breakout star. I'm starting yeah. to think Rubio's the issue. Yeah. I mean, look at the look at the Wolves, and all they got is Jeff Teague, who's who has been hurt. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Butler, of course. I, I don't mean to, to to minimize his contribution, but they the offense runs so much better. I mean, Rubio just seems, and I'm I'm right there with you. I always thought that he was a, like a secret, secretly awesome player, and I was all all off season was you know laughing that the uh, Wolves gave him up. And uh, I thought the Jazz had made this brilliant maneuver. Maybe Ricky's the poison pill because he cannot shoot at all again. You won't see a guy who – I don't know how – the only reason he doesn't get Stackhouse of Pancakes awards is because sometimes he doesn't shoot enough to get them, and then oftentimes he gets the assist. But really, his assist numbers are shit this year too, so I don't really know what to think at this point. That's that Thibodeau uh, point guard whispering getting washed away. He's not, he's not in that system anymore. He looked good last year. He's so good. He's so good every like every year. He shows signs. We're like, man, this guy just needs the shooters. He just needs the team. And obviously, in retrospect, it's embarrassing to be like, why did we think it would work on a team that doesn't really have shooters? But uh, right, yeah, that's bad. My apology. It, I didn't do anything wrong, but I saw something <laughs> that made me feel very sorry. Uh, there's a video on the internet going around of uh, the Orlando Magic's Jonathan Isaac. Uh, preaching at a church in Orlando. He invited every one of his teammates and guess how many showed up? I know the answer. It's zero. Zero point zero. They have a single magic player arrive to support their friend after he, after he texted them to show up. This gives you a insight into this team's uh, messed up ways. They're just gross. The whole, the whole thing. It's just falling apart. I thought the magic were real. They beat the heat at the beginning of the year. You know, Aaron Gordon was putting up crazy numbers, and now they going, just seem... There's going to be, like, an X-Files about that eight-game start winning streak <laughs> for the Magic. I mean, that, that's yeah. the most... I mean, how many games have they won since then? Well, they were... They've lost 16 of 17. I think they were 5-2, and two, and now they're 12 and, what, 12 and 29? 12 and 31. 12 and 31. This is sad, too, because hasn't he... And Isaac's been... I mean, he's, he's been kind of ankles hurt. messed up. Yeah, I had I had a weird reaction to this. So when I first saw the story, I was like, that's terrible. Like, even if you don't like going to church, even if you're not a Christian, even if that isn't something you, you know, like is part of you. Normally, if like a friend texts is like, hey, I'm going to preach for the first time. Will you come to this church? Most people right. would go. They'd be like, all right, fine. Right. Like, like, like who cares? I'm, I'm going to this church. So like that made me feel bad. On the other hand, I lived in Florida for four years going to college. There are some crazy churches in Florida, like upsetting churches. And mm-hmm. I, I don't you, have you any. Were, you were in Tallahassee. That's snake handling country. Right, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 So. Snake church. And, and I, I grew up going, going, going to church. So even then, I feel like maybe there's a possibility these guys have been around Jonathan Isaac enough so far this year to be like, guys, Jonathan Isaac is crazy. I am not going to his church. I don't know if right. that's the case. It looked like, based on the video he posted, it was a pretty standard down the road, whatever, everybody feel good kind of church. But so yeah. I, I feel bad for the magic. Maybe that's why the season was falling apart, the lack of camaraderie. But I also maybe have some sim- some sympathy that there are some terrifying churches in the state of Florida, and maybe the uh, maybe the other players were right. Well, you know, you look at this roster, and uh, this is going c- clearly from a very a generalist point of view, but feels like there could be some clicks going on here. 
you got, you know, Vucci Maine and Fournier hanging out with Hazania over here. Then you got your like dunk contest guys, Terrence Frost and Aaron Gordon. Then you've got Alfred Payton, you know, hanging out with the weekend all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this 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 might just be a you know a schismatic element here. These guys aren't hanging out. <laughs> I am kind of stunned that you know Shelvin Mack and Aaron Aflalo couldn't be bothered. You know, where's Emperor right. Mo? Right, those are this? the vets. Most yeah, Emperor, how Emperor I, Mo looks like a like a, like a deacon. Why, why didn't he show up? How was Frank Vogel with his like I'm an I'm a slightly pudgy music minister beard? Not oh, there. Oh yeah, he's got a he looks he vibe. looks like a a Southern Baptist preacher. Right now, mm-hmm. it seems like he could have at least gotten Frank Vogel to go. <laughs> anyway, those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Before we get to our steak and eggs best things, I believe we have some questions submitted by our Patreon supporters. The croissant questionnaire. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. These are questions from our Patreon supporters. Our first question from Matt Sullivan. You have to get punched in the face by one NBA player. Who do you choose? Chuck, who you got? We mentioned him. I'm going Ricky Rubio. (laughs) He just looks like a lover, not a fighter. You know, he's got that. He's got the smoldering look, but I don't think he's much for them hands, bro. You know, if you're going to if you're going to, you know, get stereotypical, you went you went Latin lover. I got to go Latin temper. This might be a huge mistake. Hmm. You could be correct. This could be this. Could but be I, just, I look at him and his eye. He's just he's just got, you know, he looks like a little like a little dog. You know, he's got big watery eyes. They always look like they're watering. But he, he, I don't. He doesn't scare me a bit. Him, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas probably could throw a, a mean right. You know, Isaiah huh? Thomas has probably been bullied his his whole life, so he, he probably developed a, a pretty good. You know, you think a pretty good hook there. I'm sure. Small he's small guys can catch you by surprise too. John, yeah. Who, yeah. John, who's your choice? Oh, this is very easy. Chan Coon. <laughs> Ooh, very easy. Oh, you you, <laughs> you, you want to go lover, not a fighter, and a willowy, wisping man. It's him. I, it's a, it's a really it's a three way tie for me, and uh, they might as well be the same, all the same player. Uh, Chan Coon, Myers Leonard, and then I'm going to go with. Uh, <laughs> and, and this one may seem strange because he's a big man, but Jason Smith. I feel like Jason Smith. <laughs> Is not going to put a lot of heat behind that punch. Those are my three. That's my 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 beautiful trio. Shout out NBA injury injury report for saying uh, Chandler Parsons missed the last Grizzlies game due to gasoline fight. My <laughs> my answer is Paul Millsap. He's coming back from a wrist injury. I think he might hold off a little bit. I think he might not. Yeah, yeah. might not fully follow through. Tough right. that thumb. Justin Barrett asks for new listeners and older ones that might not know. Why the name Fast Break Breakfast? John, you normally remember things wrong. What's your recollection? Right. Uh, beers. Beers. That, that, Beer. Yeah, Beer. sure. Yeah, beers. we were at Mickey's. Right. Mickey's search, search of, In search of pun. Yeah, that's, well, we needed a hook. And I love breakfast. I do believe I came up with fast break breakfast, if I'm not mistaken. You can correct my, me. My, it's a much conti- it's this, I think Chuck and I have argued about this no less than 400 times. My, we my, have. My memory, was, my memory was John suggested fast breakfast, like fast right. breakfast. And you're yeah. like, because it's, it's fast break and, and breakfast. And then I, I remember Chuck and me saying something to the effect of, that makes sense in our brain, but it sounds terrible when you say it. And it then, also looks bad when you write it, it looks, down. Yeah. So we're like, <laughs> fast break breakfast, that's really fun to say. Let's just go with that. So that, that's my memory. I don't remember who exactly said it, but I, I remember jo- my memory is John brought the fast break fast, and then we were like, we're, we, we kind of workshopped it into just saying fast break breakfast is more fun. And obviously, when you're picking a basketball podcast name, we didn't want to go with one of the just the typical like a basketball move, you know, whatever it may right. be. And so pick and pop. I think when we well, heard it, fast break breakfast, more than, like, more than anything, fun. I think we need an excuse to talk about something besides basketball as well. 
Yeah. And that's what's easier than something you do daily. So, yeah, Although, that was the, as it turns out, we hardly ever do it. Well, <laughs> after coming after after coming up with the name, it took us about 45 seconds to create the segments that we now currently have. We're like, what if we just did like the uh, best of the week? What would you call it? Uh, steak and eggs? Cool. Yeah, yeah. And like, if we literally wrote the show in about over three beers. Although, although, if you remember, it was somewhere around episode 60 where I think, Chuck, you said something like, wow, we're really sticking with these breakfast puns. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> That's not really obvious. Going All, right. For it. All right. Finally, Joe Yoder asks, what Shout out Yoder. Joe what Yoder. Team collectively has the best hair in the NBA. Oof. That's hard. Can we just say not magic? I was going to say not warriors because of their goatees. Because I, I include facial goatees. hair as part of the, the hairstyle. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the magic because between Jonathan Isaac and Alfred Payton, they are going for it. And they, yeah. they, they both have pretty unique hair. Everybody else is pretty tame. Uh, Hazonia's part is gross. It's uh, a tough question. I mean, we can get we can get kind of like insane with this because you can really start looking at because cer- certain teams have like styles, like the the, the Patriot, like uh, excuse me, the uh, Raptors have like. I feel like those guys got kind of got to look together. I feel uh, like the Raptors the have varied, a dress code. Right. It seems yeah, like Masai Ujiri's exactly. like, we're going to keep it, keep it clean, tight and clean, boys. I mean, the Timberwolves have a lot of interesting haircuts. You have Jimmy Butler's hair, which kind of started like a trend, you know. He kind of started that whole thing. And then you also have, like, Wiggins rocking the, you know, cornrows again. So the Wolves have some interesting hair. And Big Cat, he's got good hair. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Rockets. That's what I was going to go, Chuck. All, Oh, Gerald, okay. Gerald Green's got the sickest, uh, sickest cornrows in the game. He put the Rockets logo in his head and the Astros logo in his head, which is gangster. He got the running beard, who's got his little faux hawk going, which is stylish. Uh, Nene with the old school braids to the back. Nene, watch me whip, watch me Nene. Everybody else has kind of got like a pretty busted haircut. Yeah. Um, well, I see that the, 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 the Rockets don't have a lot of detractors except for Sam Decker. His is pretty uh, alt right. Not I great. I think the Celtics, yeah. well, going alt right again, the Celtics probably get a lot of love for they've got Hayward's hair and then they've got like Jalen Brown's hair. I mean, that's two pretty iconic haircuts, I feel like, in the NBA. So Those there's probably some, haircuts. there's probably something to be said for them. Uh, I mean, I guess I like you guys' Rockets things. Clint Capella, Clint Beastwood, he's. He's got pretty good hair. They, I think Rocket, Rockets kind of have a thing going too. That Rockets are very Rockets are very cool. They have very cool hair. Yeah, I think Joe Green pulls a lot of weight there. Uh, yeah. as as he, he will he's, later he's, in the episode. He's holding it down. <laughs> All right. Well, are we gonna Are we gonna say anything about Jeremy Lin, or is he just getting? I forgot. Oh, I forgot he was in the NBA. Oh, he wow. is. Very well. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got hurt. I think you got to play like uh, I think you got to play something like 15 games over a, a one calendar year to be counted. Yeah, but Jeremy Lin's hair is like the Joel Embiid 31 game rookie of the year vote. Yeah, like that's how that's how much hair power we're talking about here. So that's I true. feel like I feel like we'd be remiss without mentioning it. Yeah. All right, those were our croissant questionnaire. If you want to submit your own questions, you got to become a Patreon supporter. You do that by going to patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. The people who have gone there and done that, they help fund the show by contributing money. And for that, they get to submit questions. They also get access to bonus content, some bonus audio, uh, a lot of kind of disturbingly gross eating videos and other stuff. Mm-hmm. So if that's something you're interested in, you can do that at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. Also, we play those people in our fan tracks fantasy leagues, but even more importantly, and this is not just exclusive to our Patreon supporters, we have teamed up with Draft, the Draft app, to play fantasy basketball, daily fantasy basketball, with anybody you, who, who wants to. Yes, John, what? It's amazing. You, you, you saying you've teamed up with uh, Draft is like saying that like uh, Allen Ginsberg teamed up with heroin. 
You're completely you're completely cracked out on this. The other day, Keith played so many drafts that I am quite confident you had every single NBA player on one of your teams. So the way draft works, like I could just open up a game, like play these one dollar fantasy games with like our followers. So I'm on there as Fast Break Breakfast, and you know you you do like a one dollar game. You do the expert style where all the good players are out, and I'm drafting like Tristan Thompson and. I don't know who else. It's crazy. Anyway, the games are Ex- expert is a life. Expert is the way the games are incredible. You play every day. I love playing small stakes, $1 games. And if you use our code fast break, when you get the draft app, you get a $3 entry to any game that can be one of the big games. They have like huge games where you can, you know, odds are too low for my taste, like playing against 300 people. You can just play heads up. Shut your mouth. That's the juice. That's the spice. That's the juice. But anyway, like so, so I hope all of our listeners will download the draft app from the draft store. You can go to draft.com slash fast break. That's that way. They certainly know where you came from. Chuck, why aren't you on draft yet? It is amazing. And yes, I am completely because addicted. I heard about it for the first time like five days ago. And you guys have just been going nuts on the Internet with it. I, give me, I'm not an now early Now he's scared. He's scared. Like y'all. No, honestly, yeah. I, I downloaded it five days ago, and when I opened it up, I was like, this is amazing. And uh, it really is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I think we have like nine people following us so far. Love to get more. Uh, go to the iTunes store, the App Store, the Android store. It's all on there. It's just called Draft. I think when you type it in, it says something about daily fantasy football. But it's super fun. It's completely legal. You can you pay with PayPal or your credit card. There's no weird withdrawal restrictions like you might have had with some of those offshore casinos. If if you bet you don't, that way, you don't have to. You don't have to ca- cash like oversized checks from Shanghai or Macau. Right, right, Congrats. right. It's just totally like just play for whatever you feel comfortable with. And again, it's so fun playing like me and John and some of our Patreon listeners, just the few of us in those in those games every night. Uh, it's a blast. I couldn't recommend it anymore. Draft.com slash fast break. Once again, that's draft.com slash fast break. All right, steak and eggs, best thing, elephant in the room. What's the best thing you saw in the last week? Should we all just combine for the greatest thing that's happened in the season? Well, let's. I guess I'll warm up to it. My best thing is Lou Williams. In the last 14 games, has been on fire. The Clippers are eleven and three. He's averaging he's thirty got points. Three, he's got three forty-point games. Yeah, he's <laughs> averaging thirty-one points on sixty-five percent true shooting. He's hitting four threes per game at forty-seven percent three-point percentage. I posit uh, Lou Williams, age thirty-one, is better than how many of Kobe Bryant's final seasons? I want to say he's, and this is, an, a, a, this is a completely non-trolling question. He is honestly at least better than I think the last six Kobe years. This, I can't, I can't this, answer this question just because I'm so dismissive of Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I, the, the tale of Kobe's career, yeah, probably last two or three years. But hey, look, Lou Williams is, he's the go-to guy there in How? Clipperland. As, uh, and he's as, 30, 31 years old. Well, you, you got to point Paul out Paul trolling. Yeah, yeah, Blake Chris Paul with, with with the troll of Blake Griffin. But as you're saying, yes, he, he's 31. He's his points per game has jumped five points higher than any other season of his career. Like this is the right. guy who a few years ago I felt like most people were like Jamal Crawford, uh, Lou Williams, potato potato, whatever you whatever you prefer. That's fine. High yeah. volume, inefficient, 13 points per game off the bench, no big deal. He's scoring 23 a game. And he's incredibly efficient. Like I don't feel like we've seen well, anything like this. Just with this late in his career, this is Kurt Warner level explosion to cross our streams. Well, he's the captain now, and he's you know he's got <laughs> look the, the the players he's playing with right now between Tiodosic and Blake Griffin. Those guys are great passers, and he's probably getting as good looks as he's ever had. But I, so, I still don't I mean, understand, like, what what's an example? I don't think there is one of a guy who all of a sudden got great looks and jumped from, like, 13 to 18 to 23 in, like, what you would think would be the kind of twilight of his career. I feel like, yeah, and, and, 
I I remember stuff like this happening in like playoffs. Like you'd have like a weird Vince Carter run or something as an older guy. But it is kind of weird to see a double digit streak like this in the middle of a season. I mean, the only reason it happens is like an incredible confluence of, you know, him getting hot and injuries or we aren't talking about this. Because as 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 you could see, even though these guys, while being in walking boots and stuff, there's still a million guys on the Clippers sideline in walking boots and stuff. So it's kind of just a, a you know a, a a perfect storm for Lou. Never doubt Lou, a man that has two girlfriends. He gave That's up. Right. On, he did give up on the two girlfriends a while ago. I think well, uh, he has he has a maybe a, a he has a child who at some point asked him about it, who's now old enough to like search Twitter. And was like, what is the, what's this? And he was like, hey, LOL, LOL, internet never <laughs> forgets. Uh, Yay, I think someone asked, in our, it might have been Liam who asked in our Patreon Slack chat, uh, what's more surprising, or who are you more surprised by, this season of Lou Williams or this season of Oladipo? For me, it's Lou Williams, kind of for the reasons we said, that he's been in the league for so long, and all of a sudden this happened. Well, I... I guess I would go the other way because I really, really thought Oladipo was bad. And I never nah. thought, I never thought that, uh, and uh, I mean, and we trashed Oladipo. We, we could have, we could apologize to Oladipo every week of this season. Yeah. Most people we thought trashed him that, so badly. that, that trade was just like, we were mad about the thunder getting Paul George in, in what we call we a were, salary dump. We thought like we were laughing was, at the contracts. We were yeah, laughing at the contracts. Just getting off of so, Oladipo's money was so good. Lou Williams, who we've always known to be a, I think more surprising is Oladipo. Uh, more impressive is probably Lou Williams. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just like flabbergasted by it. But I really thought Oladipo was bad. But I mean, if you've read all the, you know, KOC stuff and the Zach Lowe stuff, apparently the the Oladipo transformation is, you know, something that was kind of unprecedented as far as what he's done to his body and how he's changed the way he plays. But it is an interesting conversation to have. You can like right now. You can take Lou Williams' stats out and compare them to players like Kyrie Irving and be blown away. Well, like, you're not his numbers. His numbers lately are insane. You're you're not going to find like a last 14 game stretch. It's like Steph Curry. You know, like yeah, like, like pretty much <laughs> Steph Curry. That that that's that's about it. I think. Chuck, uh, do, do you want to weigh in on the Oladipo or Lou Williams more? What surprises you more? I. I... I think Oladipo being an all-star is a real surprising thing. Lou Williams, is, I'm, I can't. They're both all-stars. I don't know. If, I don't know. If Luke, I don't. Luke's I don't think Sweet Lou can crack it. I don't think he's going to crack it. And I think is he going to sustain it over the course of the season? Probably not. Oladipo playing the way he's doing and kind of going back to, in, to Indiana where he played college ball and being the man there. Uh, is is incredible, and it's a great story. You know, Lou Williams scoring a bunch of points in games that kind of don't matter for a team that kind of sucks isn't a thing, but Oladipo actually keeping that team, um, you know, in the playoff hunt. They're sixth in the East right now. Uh, I didn't think they'd even sniff the playoffs. Yeah. So that's my, you know, I think Oladipo for sure is more, you know, eye-popping, surprising if you, you know, get rid of all the recency bias of watching him play the, you know, the first half of the year. All right. You guys want to move on to the, to the rest of the goodies. Are, are y'all, are y'all staking eggs uh, together? I mean, I, Chuck, you do you, I'll tell you if I'm piggybacking. Cause I, I can only think about one thing and I've been waiting, waiting for this since about one fifteen AM last night. <laughs> so all, I don't know if you've got guys notice this, but there is a, a level of aggression in the NBA recently. That is pervasive. It's going everywhere. It started with Rodney Hood slapping a phone out of somebody's hand. James Johnson. <laughs> I and forgot Sergio about Baca. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, right. <laughs> These are all things that have gone the wayside since the last podcast. Serge Ibaka and James Johnson almost turning each other into blood mist with single punches. Hey, which, man. Which, by the way, wasn't a fight. That wasn't a fight. Maybe, maybe. Maybe it's not, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we need to stop thinking so much about MLK Day. This is Malcolm X year in, uh, in, <laughs> in the NBA this right now, you know, Everybody's this is not going to be peaceful protest right now. Well, if we, would, if, if we would have podcasted five days ago, you guys were furious 
about the James Johnson Ibaka showdown. You guys texted mm-hmm. back and forth in our, our group text like 35 times where I did not respond. <laughs> we are on we are on opposite sides. Of you, this guys, you guys were yes. arguing about James Johnson's punching technique and how frustrated you were and how it, it shed a whole new light on what you one of you guys I thought, thought James, his MMA I was fraudulent. James Johnson was gonna, I thought James Johnson was like the Conor McGregor of the NBA and he and he hit Surge with two of the weakest punches you'll see. Very, like very, very similar to Chris Child's punches on Kobe Bryant. And Serge Ibaka threw his hands out like Rocky Marciano and said, give me some more. Yeah. No. That was weak. He threw that his hands weak. out. He, no, you're he wrong. He threw his hands out and said, <laughs> you're no, wrong. You don't want, said. no, 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 stick your hands. You stick your hands in front of you. Both hands in front of you. Create some we space. Go to the video. He stuck his. Yeah, we do. He stuck his hands to the side. And puts his chin out. Let's that says, uh, give me some more. Nah, let, let's a, let's agree. We'll agree to disagree. Chuck, keep going about you, the level of aggression you're seeing. Yeah, but it's everywhere. It's pervasive, and it and it spilled over last night. It be, it came to a head. You know the everybody's fighting. Blake Griffin's about to throw hands with Mike D'Antoni on the sidelines. What's what's and, lost in all this is Blake Griffin D'Antoni actually came. They had the most actual contact. That was incredible. They did. Dan Tony is like 61 or something just with a huge F you to Blake Griffin. He was ready to go. Oh man. Yeah. The and only the P- things I could lip read from Dan Tony was F you. And then coach's box. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, would that but fight all- have been seven seconds or less? Oh, for sure. Dan Tony, he would have, he, you ever seen whack-a-mole that <laughs> game? Blake would have just overhanded, clubbed him on the top of his head. Like a I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I got Dan, give me Dan Tony. Give me Dan Tony. <laughs> the give only guy, Tony. the only guy I've known Blake Griffin's ever beaten up was that a uh, subordinate team trader yeah. Testies. Yeah, he hit that dude in the nuts, and he broke his hand. Rose. And he broke his hand doing it. So uh, yeah, who, who, who I got my money on MDA. Fight, the long run. Yeah, <laughs> but you guys didn't let me get to the best part. It was the big, the big fight last night where. Uh, you had Clint Capella being the Trojan horse knocking on the front door while Chris Paul runs a team of dudes through a secret tunnel to the back of Am the Am I Staples wrong here? Center Everyone keeps room. calling Clint Capella a Trojan horse. There were no rockets inside of Clint Capella. It's a diversion. Just a, a diversion. diversion. So, so it's a, it's Trojan a, horse can also be a diversion. Yeah, it's, very, it's, a, it's, very, it's a slide It's a very hand. intelligent maneuver, though. It was the uh, I mean, Chris Paul was like the phantom of the the catacombs of the Staples Center. Yeah, last it night. was the, uh, the the classic Capella gambit. Yeah, uh, and the and the hilarious take on inside the NBA was Shaq and Charles Barkley. Literally, they can't control themselves at the thought of having police escorts uh, by the team bus in case something popped off between the Rockets and the and the Clippers. It's, I, it, they lost their minds. It's like it's like it Melo and KG all over again. Real quickly, yeah. since I have the exact same best, so yes. But but just in case, just the I big Monday think, night fight. Yeah, I do think that this is the true measure. If if you were not watch this, is, you have to watch those late night games because this is when the magic happens. This is the measure of the true NBA obsessive. Like, you know, because it popped off, you know, past midnight basically, especially you know Eastern time, and but so basically, Austin Rivers from the sideline in a boot incites a damn near riot after the game. Incredible. He's from Compton. I mean, Beverly Hills. I mean, (laughs) it it doesn't get better than that. And, and and it ends up with the Rockets players leading a two pronged panzer attack, pincer (laughs) attack Mm -hmm. into Chris Paul's former locker room. No thrown, of course, but, uh, and the, and the, here, here, let's, 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 let's get the uh, suspects lined up here. We have Clint Capella going to knock on the front door. While that is happening, you have Chris Ball, James Harden, and then inexplicably, the guy who's been on the team for like 15 days, Gerald Green, coming around to a, a, a rear entrance. Was the Capella- I'm taking Gerald Green to, a, to any sort of fist fight if I have the opportunity. He what? clearly wants in on it. <laughs> I need to know about the ethics of the Capella gambit. When they used a Swiss almost negotiator to come out. Mm. Is that bad faith? Is that like raising the white flag or raising the flag of negotiation and truce to come out? And then at the same time, sending spies around the back. I feel like that might be kind of a, you know, like bad sport there. I don't know. This is like some like Steven Soderbergh, Jean-Luc Godard heist film stuff. 
<laughs> I mean, this is well planned. Like a lot of people are, you know, kind of diddly poo and Chris Paul. Now I think the man, the man's a genius. Yeah. Like this is, he almost pulled off the, the great caper of, of the season. The only and way. Is, and that was, 11. that was the best. That was the best NBA Twitter night since DeAndre Jordan. Oh, yeah. uh, have the a, chair. Since DeAndre Jordan uh, almost going to the Mavs. I like to imagine when Chris Paul was organizing his raid to go down the, the, the secret back door, uh, hashtag backdoor rockets. When he was organizing this raid <laughs> with the Capella out front a, as the diversion, I like to think he actually had stash in his locker, like the, oh crap, where did the Clippers play? The Staples Center. Staples I like Center. to. I like to think he had Staples Center security guard outfits already ready for his teammates to put on. <laughs> so he's just passing out oh, uniforms. Yeah. He's like putting jackets on everybody. Like, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. And like, and like, so they're sneaking out. Oh man, I love it. I like. I like to think they had Milos Teodosic like uh, crouching in like a dining cart, ready to do whatever acrobatics you need. He's your second story guy. You know, they could right. come. You know, this this, could, uh, this was such a beautiful thing. And I'm a little sad that it got broken up, but would it really be an NBA fight if it wasn't broken up immediately? Not really. Immediately. I mean, and do you but think... But I have a theory... Oh, so, go, ahead, go ahead, Chuck. ...about all this stuff, where it all comes from. And I think it's it's all Adam Silver's doing. Because if you look at the, the London game that was recently uh, played, uh, the two teams, you couldn't pick up two more disrespectful cities... Uh, to Great Britain than Boston and Philadelphia, as far as uh, our stance on the monarchy, you know, <laughs> the the Tea Party was it was in Boston, and the Seventy Sixers basically their whole theme is uh, F F U Queen. Well, that was the the Continental that's, Congress, that's, right, that, and the uh, Declaration that's, of that's Independence. Ben Fra- and- that's Ben Franklin on that uh, on that jersey sometimes, by Jove. <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I think all this static, all this drama is coming from the top down, much like Vince McMahon seeds a little bit of, you know, discontent amongst his uh, amongst his wrestlers. Adam Silver's doing the same thing with his basketball players. What, what, is it is it a full fledged conspiracy that I, 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 that hey, look, Silver I'm not, I'm is doing this? To just drum up interest, puppet master. Because this is incredible. Like NBA dominate the news cycle, the sporting news cycle on this incredibly hilarious and bizarre story. Right, and all these guys are friends. Nobody really hates each other. Blake Griffin and and Chris Paul probably are going to go on vacation. I don't know, man. Oh no, see that shade Chris Paul was throwing. They don't like him. He was calling Lou Will the go-to player. Yeah, I mean, no, that it's... is in Griffin's face, and I and they were and actually they were after each other from Jump Street. That was another thing about this game, and uh, this will preface some of my worst of the week coming up. But you, you could feel this type of thing happening almost from jumps from Jump Ball, like it got nasty early and it stayed nasty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they don't was, like each other. It was a definite nasty and it game. Was really fun. None of that stuff would have played if Pat Beverly was out there, though. Oh, yeah, I Pat wish Pat Beverly, Beverly had been involved. Pat Beverly, no, 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 I'm sorry, 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 Keith, but Pat Beverly tweeted immediately afterward, no more soft shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw that. It, it, it made me happy. The Do you think when uh, NBA Players Union head Chris Paul led the Great Raid, do you think they were still wearing their, ML, their MLK commemorative shirts? That was his Churchill. That was his Churchill in darkest hour moment, Keith. No surrender. What's really he, well, had, he, he had the backup of, of King Al, uh, you know, King King Albert there. He had Birdie. He had James Harden the beard. This was his Churchill moment. Yeah, I'm telling you, this was this was Dunkirk. And we're we're recording this on Tuesday on Tuesday late afternoon. I feel like they're still developing pieces that I think are going to keep filtering out because DeAndre Jordan. There was a report that he wants to be cl- traded to the Rockets. Like there was that report t- today. So yeah. maybe Stephen A. Smith was saying that, which I mean, grain of salt, I guess. Maybe yeah. it was a rescue mission, Keith. They, it was absolute, a rescue no, mission. absolutely. It was a, it was a <laughs> behind enemy lines. We, we, we got to go get our man. Oh, Whew. and I forgot about another thing. Ben Simmons told uh, Kyle Lowry to meet him outside. Yeah, there were so Kyle, many yeah, things was, that happened. But it, but it was, it was a fake, fake, you know, faking because he did not cash him outside. No, he did not. How about that? <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Lowry was ready to get it. But hey, how many suspensions are we going to have? I think it's going to be huge suspensions. I mean, I hope. Well, uh, you know what? That reminds me of a song, boys. Oh, Dinklage, Peter Dink. 
Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. I think we got some of that Skype phasing right there. No, a little bit. Anyway, Game of Scones, it sounds like. That's going to sound like Queen. All right, You guys get three strikes. This is a pretty straightforward one. I'm also going to keep track of your points, and you can get bonus points for having an additional facet of the question if you get it right. Uh, so three strikes or first person to uh, six points. Uh, what I have here are the 10 longest suspensions in NBA history. And Ooh. you guys, all you got to do is name uh, any of the 10 players to have the longest suspensions in NBA history. And if you can tell me uh, what they are suspended for, that's an additional point. Okay. So, uh, Keith, you are the oldest, so you can go last. Okay. Chuck? Oh, I go first. Um, yeah, that's what that means. Ron Artest. Oh, well done, Chuck. Uh, want to tell me what it was for? for? The Malice at the Palace, of course. All right, well done. That is the second longest suspension in NBA history. With a sweeping 86 games, that's two points for Chuck. Keith, you're next. Now, when we say suspensions, I have some questions. Okay. Because... Are we talking drug suspensions? Drug suspensions do count. All right. Well, I'll go with OJ Mayo. Keith coming in hot. You want to tell me why? Uh, amphetamines, drug. whatever the drug, uh, the drug that gets you out for two years. Keith coming in super hot. That's the longest suspension in NBA history. Pow, pow. Two years. Okay. Wow. Shut back to you. You guys have nailed number one and number two right off the bat. Good start. Um, I'm going to go with Latrell Sprewell for choking out PJ Carlissimo. Incredible. You've got the third. We're gonna. I'm going to up the points. You guys are going to have to get more points to win this game. That's correct and correct. The third longest suspension. Keith, can you keep it? Can you give us four? Can you give us four? On I the mean, list? do you have Chris the Birdman Anderson on there? Also for a schedule. What do they call it? A schedule two drug or something? Same thing as OJ Mayo. How long was that? How I don't. He I don't was think out of the league enough. for over a year. I don't think, I don't think it was a, a true suspension because it's not on on here. It has him as less than the number ten guy, which is only an eleven day suspension. Was he out of his own recognizance or something like that? He was. He was. He, yeah, he was kicked out of the league for two years. To uh, yeah, he was kicked out of the league for two years, as of January twenty sixth, twenty seventh, two thousand six. Well, I'm going to give that one. Yeah, that could be a pass. I, I don't know, but uh, well, I, I I literally tried to look it up myself, and it, it didn't show up on either of the list. But I know he was suspended, so we'll give you that one also, Keith. You okay. guys are gonna have to get ten points to win. All this right, this is great. So well, mm. all right, Chuck, go ahead. Um, Gunplay Gilbert Arenas nailed it. Chuck got the fourth highest. Oh, I forgot. Even for oh, that's good, Chuck. I forgot that. Thank God Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenden weren't involved in that uh, locker room shenanigans last night. We'd have, it'd be a much more somber podcast. <laughs> Keith, it's going to start getting harder, but I think he's, uh, there's still some layups. Did you there. did you just say one? You said what I was. I just thought of uh, Javaris Crittenden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you already gave it away. So, uh, yeah, he's not on this list. He's not on this list. Either, All right. Well, I'm going to go. St- I'm going to go, st- go Steven Jackson. I like it. Malice, Malice in the Palace. Palace. I assume you know that. Yes. Chuck, let's just keep it going. I, I, I don't think you guys are ever going to miss one. Mm. <laughs> you found something we're interested um, in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. The the guy who's next on the list, it's an older one. Um, old like what decade? No, uh, come 70s. on, Chuck. Just, we're, we're on fire. You don't need these hints. Uh. Oh oh. Uh. Kermit. Got it. Uh, Washington. Nailed it. For smacking around Rudy Tomjanovich? That's correct. No, he, that's the, the meanest punch in the history of the NBA. It's a it, David Hallstrom book called The Punch. 26 games. That's the fifth long, uh, the sixth longest. You guys have got the top six already. You need seven, eight, nine, and ten to complete the game. Keith, keep going. Uh, I'll, give you a hint. I'll give you a hint on the seventh guy, Keith. Okay. Is for steroids. Oh. I don't even know who that was. I certainly wasn't Nick Calathis's 15 games. Uh, let let nope. me, I was going to go. Oh, that threw me off. I was going to go Walter Davis, who was uh, suspended for cocaine uh, on the Suns. 
Don't have him listed. Not listed. Chuck, okay. Do you, do you want to try the steroid guy? You're going to go elsewhere. There's one more malice in the palace guy, but I'm not going to even take him as a, as a, as an answer anymore. Um, you guys are doing too well. It was it. It, it, it Joakim Noah got some games, right? Yeah. Or something. What I'm what looking for that? here, guys. What I'm looking for here, guys, is Hedaya Turkaloo. Hedaya Turkaloo. The funniest steroid suspension of all time. All right, we're going to sudden death overtime, guys. I'm going to describe what this man did very slowly, and you ring in. And all you have to say, all you have to say to, to win this matchup, but it, I, I want it to be spoken in a clear, very clear voice, is wedding dress. This man kicked uh, Dennis a Rodman. Wedding, wedding dress. Oh, what just, oh wait, I was very confused. He said wedding dress. I was very confused about what I had to do there. <laughs> <laughs> all you had to say was wedding dress. We Chuck, both who, said wedding. Who, who kicked uh, a reporter in the balls getting him suspended for 11 days? Okay, yeah, it's Dennis Rodman. Well done. Yeah, That's it, boys. You guys, got, you guys got all of them. The only one that you didn't get because I booted him off the list was Carmelo Anthony for punching Marty Collins in the face. <laughs> but, Marty uh, Collins. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty exceptional, guys. Jermaine O'Neal I took off the list. Ruben, Ruben Patterson didn't, uh, didn't crack that list? Didn't he stop a bus with a gun? I, I feel like this list is, like, <laughs> incorrect. But, hey, it's all, fate, it's, fate it's all good. World, more than points. I just wanted to talk about some of the greatest uh, – suspensions of all time and i don't think anyone's going to approach these at all but i do think we're going to have like seven or eight guys suspended this weekend that's uh yeah i, I think they're going to suspend it for a few games maybe it'll be like those those heat knicks playoffs where they, they have to spread the suspensions out over a few games maybe not right maybe we'll just see it's a- going to be weird because you know the rockets and the dubs play this weekend so that's yeah, incredible. That's a marquee. That's a marquee game, and they're not going to have any players. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Uh, Jason Kidd never got suspended for being a domestic abuser. That was a different, was a different time. Different era. <laughs> <laughs> different era. All right. Well, well, I think we're now to those were our steak and eggs. We still have to do our cream of wheat. Worst of weeks. What's the worst thing? I'll keep from last week. I'll keep mine brief because it's it's related to the Rockets thing. But so Bill Simmons. <laughs> was at the Rockets game with Daryl Morey. Uh-huh. But everything he said on Twitter and everything, to me, indicated that he left early. Oh, yeah. I, th- I heard that. He took off early. He took off with a few minutes left. Did he? Game. You know that he took off early? Yeah. I, li- I listened quickly to that Zach Lowe. I didn't hear all of it, but I listened to the beginning of the Zach Lowe, Bill Simmons podcast. And he uh, said he, sa- he said he left early. I mean, you got to take away his card. <laughs> if you're at that game with that kind of access, dreamy access. Yeah, he had guest, you, he had guest have, of the and, Rockets and this, pass. Yeah, and this is the this is the what the body chemistries are or whatever, and you don't see this coming and and find a way to watch as much as you can. I don't care how gray your hair has gotten. I don't care how many sports kids you have. You have to stay. His card's revoked. Yeah, that's too he bad. May have, he may he may have created the the the. Uh, the art form we're trying to exploit here, but th- th- that is shameful. Shameful. My, my worst thing, also similarly related, uh, Chris Paul, head of the Players Union, is uh, supposed to meet with the head of the Referees Association to kind of smooth over the simmering tensions uh, over All Star Weekend. This is Chris Paul, who's yeah, just part of a uh, a weird raid le- leading his team yeah. to start fights. Uh, I don't know. It was a siege. There also were what, what there were five or six uh, suspensions on the MLK Day games. Kind of crazy and incredible. A bunch of technicals. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear? Uh, you want to hear an interesting fact about Chris Paul that I found on Reddit? Uh, every time Chris Paul joins a new NBA team, their city floods. It's a true story. <laughs> oh, no. Drafted by New Orleans in 05 and Katrina, uh, then it goes to the Clippers in 2012. LA River floods, and then it goes to Houston, and then the floods from Hurricane Harvey occur. Then another reader top comment on this Reddit post, uh, a hurricane struck during his first year at Wake Forest, Hurricane Isabel. Was that a a human disaster? Was that first was that first comment or Jerry Falwell? (laughs) (laughs) CP3 has always been one of the lamer nicknames in sports. I think it's time to start calling him the Rainmaker. Mm, That's That's, it. That's not great. I think those worst of weeks were my worst of week. 
right there. <laughs> All right, uh, real quick, any scattered, smothered, covered? Chuck, you haven't talked oh. about the Miami Heat. They're legit they're in their last 82 games. They're 54 and 28. Yeah, Still. the fourth best team in the league. Yeah. Uh, That's incredible. Uh, Goran Dragic, uh last last week was Easter Conference Player of the Week. He's playing he's playing insane. Josh Richardson is uh balling out of control after a ridiculously inefficient uh first few months of the year. And shout out to Coach Spolster for for sticking with them and you know not benching him. I, I gave that weird stat not too long ago where he was at the bottom uh, the bottom of the PER, but was still getting uh, ten you know thirty two minutes a game, and he was like in the bottom twenty five in PER, and no other player in the bottom twenty five was getting more than twenty a game. So he was he was getting a lot of tick and wasn't playing well, but now he's out of control both sides of the ball. He's really uh, his shots are falling, which is which helps a lot, and he's not being as uh, careless with the ball and turning the ball over. He's patient. He's not super athletic, but he's great. Yeah, I love the yeah. Heat. Oh, he'll dunk on be you. Good. Well, well, what's crazy is the Heat are doing this despite being you know kind of bogged down by injury, and then like they're kind of playing everyone. And yeah. like with the Hassan, who cares roster, the the Hassan Hassan's getting less minutes than Bam some games. Adebayo yeah. seems to like Bam's great. What they do better. Um, you know, like Hassan is not really closing out games for him at all now. I know, I know, uh, our podcast was one of the first places to, uh, trumpet the Hassan Whiteside, uh, uh, horn. Oh, we were first. We were, we were up there. He, uh, he needs to be traded. He's, (laughs) he's, he's he's not necessary anymore. I wasn't going to sell Chuck out, but Chuck has been secretly like sending me like, like these are like sad little Hassan Whiteside asides, <laughs> and like he's like, I, you know, I don't, don't tell anyone I said this, but Hassan kind of sucks. No, it's not that <laughs> he, he's, he makes a a bucket of money. Uh, we've got Kelly Olynyk who's closing games and playing like point center, and and Bam's looking like the you know the next Clint Capella out there in he's limited superfluous. minutes. Like Hassan yeah. Whiteside is superfluous to what the Heat are he's, doing. It seems like he's not necessary, and there are teams that could use a big man for the playoffs, and he would be an incredible, you know, incredible piece on a team that's close and could use uh, all, somebody hey, with his all rebounding. All you have defense. to do, Chuck, is accept Evan Turner and Myers Leonard's salary. All Ooh. you have to do. Hey, Evan Turner shooting fifty three percent ever since a truck crashed into his yard. We didn't talk about that truck crashing into the yard, but Evan Turner has an incredible house. Wow. Yeah. That was one of the cooler houses. Way too close to the highway. As it it, it turns out. Uh, Also, Chuck, with your heat playing so well over the last year, and in addition to that, hand in hand, the Cavaliers are imploding, it seems like. Sleeper agent Dwayne Wade tearing down that organization from the inside, just like he did with the Chicago Bulls. Just like you it's predicted. Only, just like I called it. It's uh, it's looking like a mess, but I'm kind of sick of this story. Is us in January when the Cavs, who know their Eastern Conference Finals uh, at least is guaranteed, if not sure. the, the NBA Normally finals. I would agree, but the way this, this has come out where it's like a unified – AP story almost is so weird to well, me with the unnamed marquee players from the Cavaliers have told three sources. There's only yeah. so many marquee players on the Cavaliers. Right. They're, they're talking about about Isaiah Thomas already. It seems I don't, I wild. don't know what that, I don't know what that means. Like when, when all these different sources come together and come together with the news outlets at the same time, that's like a, that's almost like a press release. It, it is. I think it's exactly that's what it is. It's a, yeah. but look, you guys know nothing makes me happier than watching LeBron James absolutely lose his mind during a timeout. There's as a Heat fan and somebody who watched him break my heart. It's good to know he's suffering a little bit in this new relationship. It's like it's like going to the movies and seeing an ex-girlfriend with her new boyfriend and they're just arguing at the popcorn, you know, getting some popcorn at the concession stand. It's like, okay, yeah, I thought this would go this way. I'm glad. I would have kept you happier, you schmuck. <laughs> also, before we move to the eye shop, uh, shout out Bulls rookie Lowry Markinen. 
he set the NBA record for the fastest to a hundred made three kind of crazy. Did it in he, 17 he, fewer games than Steph Curry did. Of course, and, Steph Curry was Ray Allen. I Steph mean, Curry was playing behind of, Monte Ellis, but anyway, he was, but you know, that that's a, that's a crazy stat. Dirk thinks he's got as much of Dirk Nowitzki's uh, commented on him a, a week or two ago. He thinks he's got as much potential as Porzingis and watching him play. They just beat Miami. Uh, the Bulls did, Dude. Uh, and it, he looked good. He had, an, he had a great game. He was incredible that game. I think Laurie Markkinen's potential is kind of like otherworldly, really. He's kind of the, what the new NBA is all about. I don't know if the, the new NBA – I don't know how long this new NBA can last because how long can these seven-foot-three guys run the court like this? Like, is this sustainable? But if it is, I mean, he looks like the future. All right, moving on to the awards segment of the program the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award, given each week to the worst performance in a box score. This week, we have a few honorable mentions. Spencer Dinwiddie, two for 14. Chris Middleton, future Grizzly Chris Middleton. And Mm -hmm. Kyle Lowry, three for 16. Chris Dunn, Aaron Gordon, four for 18. We have only two nominees and i'm mixing things up boys this is going to be a blind ballot all right i don't know names i don't want since there's only two people i don't want names to influence you i don't want your prejudices involved i like this double blind player controlled study player one four for 21 nine points however 12 boards seven assists two steals three blocks Two turnovers, three personal fouls. This was in a loss. Four for 21, nine points, 12 boards, seven assists, two steals, three blocks, two turnovers, three personal fouls. Player two, also in a loss. Two for 15, four points, two boards, three assists, one block, one turnover, one personal foul. So you have four for 21 with the volume, but filling it up Mm. otherwise. And then two for 15, four points, two boards, three assists, one block. I feel like spiritually this award is about volume. That's right. So In let's essence. do it. Yeah. So you want to go four for yeah. 21? Yeah, I do. Uh, part of me doesn't want to give uh, the four for 21 the award because they it's shot one true extra shot. Yeah. They, yeah. they didn't well, do a I'll four tell for you, So Chuck, I'll tell you, I am swayed by seven assists, two steals, three blocks is that's lovely. That's good. And so like that kind of on its own, I feel like, you know, but I don't know. Also, I know who the two players are. So. Well, I don't want to know. So I'm going to go volume. I'm going to so. go two for 15. Cause they, they, they did, they did fewer other things. So Chuck, you can have the deciding vote. Oh, it's, it's the four for 21. All right. Four for, for 21. Sure. You guys, you guys ha- have any guesses? Nine points, 12 boards, seven assists, two steals, three blocks, two turnovers, and a loss Yo- to the Hawks? Was it Jokic? It was Jokic. Uh, the two for 15 is kind of tough because there's a block in there. It was Isaiah Thomas in a loss oh, wow. at the Raptors. Yeah, he, he, probably, he probably gets um, you know a little reprieve just from having a block because that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that one cool. block. That one block for Isaiah means a lot more than Jokic's three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so congratulations, Nikola Jokic, on winning this week's International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award. All right, par fadeaway. What things are we looking forward to in the coming week? Dude, this is back to back weeks of the Ringer curse being real. Uh, Oklahoma City is 0-3 since the Ringer article about them figuring things out. And the Lakers are 3-0 and since the Ringer article about them being a dumpster fire. Except so that, f- inc- that fell apart when the Grizzlies took them apart handily on Martin Luther King oh, Day. Oh, yeah, they did. They did just win that. But uh, ultimately, the Ringer's wrong. Uh, new podcasts are coming up. This content is for you guys. And don't <laughs> listen to the mainstream fake news media. <laughs> I'd say our curse is also pretty strong, Chuck. 
We oh are. yeah, we're we're awful. <laughs> when you when you when you t- throw darts at the board, sometimes you're not going to hit the board. You'll miss, and it's okay. You don't we're all say. Predictors. We're all predictors of things. Regular Nostra dumbasses over here. That's me. Um, I'm part fade away. I'm looking forward to arguing about all star selections. I'm looking forward to our upcoming hot chip, hot trade, hot stove trade talks extravaganza. Oh. That's coming up. Uh, I don't think Chuck's looking forward to that, but uh, I guarantee you, you'll want to listen in and watch. Yeah, because we got that hot chip challenge. John has procured some ghost pepper tortilla chips. One chip will kill you, as it says. Is it? Is this the another ALS challenge? Yeah. Are we raising money for anything, John? What's the point of this? We're raising awareness for Chuck's b hole. (laughs) (laughs) My par fade away is. Just, I think, the burgeoning rivalries coming from MLK Day, the Sixers and Raptors with the little brouhaha, and the Clippers-Rockets rivalry with the tomfoolery. And, of course, this Saturday, if you are in the Nashville area, we are hosting a Memphis Grizzlies watch party at Double Dogs Sylvan Heights for the one of the Tony Allen return games. The River Boat Captain's Belt for Pride and Dominion of Mississippi will probably be... <laughs> Should it be of the Mississippi? No, no, we're talking about the state of Mississippi. Oh, the, old, the old okay, Mississippi. The no, no, we're okay. talking about Memphis and New Orleans fighting for that viewership of the state of Mississippi. Oh, okay. As discussed with now writes. Pelicans employee Chris True and friend of the show, this right. is for Dominion of the actual state, Chuck. Uh, okay, cool. We're, we're, we we're, we're trying state. to conquer that state. We could take a the Grizzlies could take a commanding three zero lead and secure the belt for the year uh, at this game. But that's on Saturday night. We'll be giving away several Tony Allen pepper grinders, Grindfather pepper grinders. So if you're in the Nashville area, greater Nashville area, and want to hang out with us, we will be over there at Double Dog Sylvan Heights at seven p.m. All right, well, you guys. Thanks for listening. I say this to everyone. Download the Draft app. Go to draft.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Play this fantasy basketball with us. I am Street literally... Peace addiction. Street I am peace. so he obsessed. Like a, he's like a junkie who wants other people to ruin their lives. It's ass not ruining. To ass. I, ass to ass. I will play, I will play infinity $1 games. Uh, I'll only play one $3 game a day because I get too nervous. Keith, I'm going to name some obscure players. I want to know if they have played for you in draft yet. Huestis. No. no. <laughs> Are you sure? The problem, the one sure? thing, I don't know if we can talk to our draft. For, o- if we can talk to draft. White. Have you played O'Carl no. White yet? O'Carl I would White. love to see it go even deeper. I like. There's like one game oh, left on the I'm night. You. One game left I, on the night. I want to. I want to be able to play. Like I want to be limited to teams. Like let's just go head to head with just Grizzlies. Like we that, haven't talked ice. We haven't talked ice shop league in a while. I want to do a reverse draft. Oh yeah, I want to do an ice shop draft. We should we should, we should sell them our ice shop. As again, ice shop is heating up over on fantrax.com, a highly customized hey, Marvin website. Williams would have got you would have got you some love. Oh yeah, yesterday. yeah, he was one points. Oh, that's uh, that, that's former, good love. Former lottery pick. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you guys check out draft.com slash fast break. Go to patreon.com slash fast break breakfast to support us you can follow us on twitter at fast break break like us on facebook all right you guys are the best thanks for listening and remember breakfast is the most important thing yeah never apologize for being gng fast break break man you understand